Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting is often considered a solo venture, though the biggest podcasts tend to have teams behind their success. With the bottom falling out of commercial real estate, dedicated podcasting co-working spaces may be coming. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Now, I've been long enamored with the co-working space idea, specifically to podcasting. I built the very first podcasting studio in a co-working space in Phoenix at a company called Gangplank, a co-working space called Gangplank back in, I want to say 2006. Yeah, bought all the equipment, put it in, and we ran it as a community space. I ran a real uh, co-working space, uh, incubator slash accelerator, and I'll explain those terms in just a moment, um, of my own back in 2014 with the intent of doing some podcasting out of there. That never really materialized. And then when I was living in Bangkok, I was meeting with several different co-working spaces talking specifically about putting podcast studios in those spaces, which also didn't happen. And I'm now back in Phoenix. So I like the idea of co-working spaces and podcasting, and I need to recognize the fact that this is being recorded in August of 2020, and there's this global pandemic happening that is anathema to collectively getting together again. And I understand that, I'm not saying we're going to go back to the way things were, but still, did I mention that glut of commercial real estate out there? I mean, it might get really inexpensive, comparatively speaking, to rent some space somewhere. And maybe with that comes a reimagining, if you will, of what we would do with a shared space in the podcasting world. If podcasters got together to share spaces, actual physical spaces, you know, assuming we can do that sometime soon. Good news is it takes a while to get these plans in motion, so... Not happening today. I've been thinking about a few different ways that we might do that. We might build a co-working space for podcasting. One just might be a straight co-podcasting space, just like co-working spaces where there's not a lot of extra things. I mean, really, the the reason you would do this is it would be a it would be a place to podcast. It would be a place you could go to. Instead of your home or your closet or wherever you're doing it from, it'd be a place where you could go and do all of the podcasty things. Or maybe if you're like me, maybe it's a place where you go run a podcasting business. In fact, maybe that's even better for this straight co-working space. It's less about the act of podcasting as in sitting behind a microphone and or futzing with a DAW all day. Maybe it's a place where you run your collective podcasting business. Maybe. Could be something like that. 
It could be ran as more of a a collective, let's say, where like-minded podcasters get together and provide complementary services to one another. This kind of happens right now in the virtual world. A lot of the, quote, networks, unquote, are really more collectives. Some of them have the name collective right there in their name. Hi, Bella. Thinking about group edits, thinking about the kumbayas, thinking about lifting all boats. That's an interesting idea. And having a physical space where you could do that could be interesting. Could be interesting. It'd be in a major metro area like we are here in Phoenix. That might work out. You could run them as a, an incubator, the classic startup incubator, if you will, but for podcasts. Let's see if this podcast idea of yours has legs or not. So we'll put it in this incubator so we can literally incubate it. Try to see if it can get off of the ground. Incubators and specifically incubators and podcasting would need to give some things. It needs to give time and expertise and the people that go along with that. Because some ideas that go into an incubator are just that ideas. They need personnel and experience to actually make them work, and also resources. Most incubators out there, I won't say all, but most incubators I'm aware of all run in a nonprofit model. They're getting endowments from universities or big organizations, but still I like the idea of an incubator. There are a few podcast incubators, again, happening in the, in the virtual world as well as some of the real, the real world as well to see if they can move. You could also run it as a as a as an accelerator. Accelerators and incubators are often conflated, but the difference is that accelerators usually already have businesses in them that have proven that they are a business. Now it's the time to make them grow really big. What's that mean in the podcasting space? Yeah, that's a really good question. But if we were to run things like a podcast accelerator, and I don't mean the podcast accelerator, hi, Mark, I mean, as a physical podcast accelerator, you know, there'd be a cohort, there'd be some set curriculum that that cohort of podcasts, I almost said businesses or people, but they're really podcasts, would go through. And typically in an, in an accelerator world, the whoever runs the accelerator is also donating some, you know, of their resources, but it's not a donation. They're actually providing all of those things in exchange for ownership stake in the podcast. So, but the nice thing about having an accelerator is that if you get the right people involved with the accelerator, not, not the companies, not the podcast running through it, but the right advisory board, the right people on the outside throwing services at this to really make it grow, you've, you've got the right people, then it works great. But if you don't have the right people, not so much. You know, I think there's a lot of challenges when it comes to running um, a podcast co-working space, any, any sort of co-working space, really. Again, I'm enamored by the idea of it, but the reality is oftentimes a lot less glamorous. I mean, at the end of the day, you really have to do something that people either can't get or would pay too much to get. Like the whole reason that co-working spaces exist, other than the fact that people are stir crazy and want to get out of the house, I totally get that. But it still has to be both cheaper and more convenient. Not, not either or. It has to be cheaper 
and more convenient that, than doing your thing at home. So in a podcast co-working space, th- those two pressures apply. It has to be cheaper. And I guess if you already have a bunch of microphones and equipment all set up, then that lowers the cost. But it also has to be a lot more convenient. And right now, the convenience of me sitting at home talking to you is pretty darn high. How? What could I get more convenient somewhere else? Well, all those shared services that I mentioned, I think, is a, is a big part of that. Maybe there's things I could do at a studio, at a shared co-working space for podcasting I can't really do here. I mean, I've done, just looking around the room, I'm going to do some estimates, around five grand worth of equipment invested in my podcasting setup. So I'm kind of set, but a lot of people who are just starting out haven't done that yet. And so for them, the it could be both cheaper and more convenient than being in. Of course, you still have to, if you're thinking about opening a podcasting co-working space, and I'm thinking about it, clearly, I'm thinking through it with you here on the program today. It's got to stay in business. <laughs> Somehow it has to make money. I haven't quite figured that part out yet, but I do like the idea. I do like the idea of getting the podcasting band back together again. Now, I also like the idea of you going to buymeacoffee.com. Coworking spaces have great coffee, or they should have great coffee. I have stopped going to coworking spaces because they don't have great coffee. Speaking of coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and buy me a virtual coffee to keep this program and my efforts going. In fact, you can even sign up for a membership plan, handful of members, very inexpensive, and I'm putting together some special perks just for members. And if all else fails, please find one more podcaster in your life who needs to know about podcast pontifications and send them a personal recommendation. Yeah, fire off an email to them saying, you should be listening to this show. I love it. You should too, please. I appreciate it. It really helps the show grow. That's it. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, 
Here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.